Alright guys, so Kevin Blackstone, Woody Page, Bill Plaschke. A wide open woman's draw at the US Open. 3, 7, 10, 11, 16, out. Bingo. So what does it mean for Serena Williams tonight? Let's go. It's magic. Magic's happening, Frankie. Magic's happening. All the celebrities will be there. Tony, Bill, Kevin. We didn't get an invite. <laughs> How the last dance continues with Serena Williams. Of course, at Arthur Ashe Stadium tonight. It's going to be packed again. It's going to be lit again. It's going to be an event. On the court opposite her number two seed, Annette Contevate. This tournament starting to get wide open already with Osaka out, Raducanu out, Ribikina out, Anasimova out, all in the first round. Today, the three seed, Maria Sakari out. In the second round, Kevin Blackstone around the horn to you on these results and what Serena needs to do tonight to keep it going. Well, the first, first thing she needs to do tonight to keep it going is not listen to people like you telling her how many <laughs> seeds are My no man. longer in the tournament. I mean, come on. There are 22 seeds left. And, oh, by the way, she happens to be playing the number two seed uh, tonight. So that's a bit problematic. The other thing is, is that she needs to get off to a better start than she did on Monday night when she, she netted some easy ground strokes. She had, a, she had those double faults that just were not um, what we expected out of Serena, uh, certainly at 21, but probably not even at, at, at 41, those kind of errors against um, another unknown opponent. Uh, but, you know, she's, she's got a chance. I mean, the deck, is, as you mentioned, um, alluded to, has kind of been cleared out a little bit if she can continue um, uh, to play as successfully as she did Monday night, just getting through. For me, to her, I would say this is serve to serve. I know that sounds like a cliche, but at this point, that's what it's okay, all Okay, there were a couple of cliches in there. You know how we treat that on this year's program. Woody Page, around the horn to you. <laughs> yes, Kevin, thank you for setting me up. The first thing she's got to do is get her first serve in. She, in the second set, in the first victory, she was 79% accuracy. She can't go down to 69%, which she was in the, in the first set of that game. So what actually has got to happen is she can't be run all over the court by her opposition, but never before in all of her Grand Slams has she ever this early in a tournament met somebody so lowly seeded in terms of being number two seed. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be difficult for her, the age difference, but it's not a neutral court. Center court is going to be totally in her favor because they want her to win. So I think that's the most important aspect she's got going for her, including having her daughter, her number one fan. There. Bill Plaschke. Yeah, I think it's not serve to serve, Kevin. It's ovation to ovation. This is going to be a huge moment. Beating her is going to have to be, like I said yesterday, beating Duke and Cameron. It's going to be almost impossible. Contivate has been in one quarterfinal Grand Slam of, uh, tournament. It's been quarterfinals once. Serena's been in 53 quarterfinals. She's been there before. Contivate's never seen anything like this. She's been uh, undergoing some physical problems this summer. Mm -hmm. I think the, the, deck is, the deck is stacked. The coast is clear. The magic is going to happen. And Frank Isola. 
And the one thing that Naomi Osaka got balanced today has in common with Serena over the past year is that neither has played a lot of tennis. Osaka has now lost four straight matches, by the way, and that's a problem for Serena as she goes further into the tournament. But it's funny about things being open for her. Here you have her playing a number two seed that nobody's ever heard of. So only the scoring on this show is more confusing than the seeding at the U.S. Whoa, Open. How does a player that's only made it to one quarterfinal become hey, the number hey two Overall seed. Now, Leila Fernandez is in that draw with Serena, so if she wins a couple more matches, she could end up facing her. But I will say this. I was was there the year that Jimmy Connors at 39 made the great run. I went to two of those matches, and there was something electric in the air. Yes, all right, good. A point for being in a tent. Hold on a second. Let's be clear. The way you started, this is a conspiracy theory we've got here. Frank Isola, you're saying the tournament cooked the books to have Serena have a better run through the number ha- two seed? It happens all the time. Come but on, look through at the, the draw two seed. got number one. And now, to, to be fair, all the big names do get to play at night. So it's brutally hot today. Players like <laughs> oh, Nadal, Serena Williams, they play at night, which is an advantage. So that goes to all the big name players. But the draw is set up. They, all right, all right, all right. Bill Plasky back in. Let's go. Go after I sold Frank, it here. As you, know, as you know, Mr. Bud Collins, the, the, the tournament <laughs> is a random draw. If you're not seated, Frank, yeah. it's a random draw. They How did she get number two, Bill? Why did she get number two? It's a, it's random, it's a random, random, random draw. It's a random draw. You're in draw. New York, Bill. The two random in is, New York. I mean, that's not benefiting anybody. I know you feel a certain way about Contivate, but she is the two seed. Meanwhile, you would want her to go against, oh, if it was a tough seed to be Raducano, she just went out. Osaka, she just went out. <laughs> Flag is still last word. I was going to say, it's kind of like the ping pong ball the Knicks got to get uh, Patrick yeah, Ewing. Yeah, yeah, but let yeah. me just add this. <laughs> yeah, Torben Belts is the coach of Contivate, and he coached Angelique Kerber to a victory over Serena Williams. So there is that institutional knowledge that she should have Woody going. Page, last word. Uh, Contivate has struggled on hard court coming into this uh, tournament, but I think both of them have struggled since the hiatus for Williams. And I think that's going to make a difference. Kevin, yeah, you mentioned the coach had, had success against Serena in the past. He said himself he couldn't even get in to Arthur Ashe Stadium a ticket <laughs> to scout Serena Williams in the first Conspiracy. round. Conspiracy. Yeah. Frank's right. Can you get the, can you get the coach of a player in the, in the gym? Too, too much Clinton Yates in there. That's what the problem is. We'll move on. NFL now. Browns versus Panthers week one. All right? Considering that the Browns jettisoned Baker Mayfield And he's starting for Carolina. This is the Baker's Bowl. And there was a quote going around attributed to Baker this past week. I'm going to bleep them up. But this is the case of the mistérieux bleep up because the details now becoming clear. <laughs> NFL Network Cynthia Freeland was the reporter who recounted this on the Around the Horn NFL podcast. Asked Mayfield if he was going to bleep it up this year. And Mayfield responded, yes, I'll bleep it up this year. Browns players were asked about it, but when they were asked, they were asked, if it was bleep them up, Miles Garrett responded, whoa, Baker, this is how he motivates himself. I'm not going to hold it against him, but I'm going to use it. Freeland to Jay Crawford today on his uh, Ultimate Cleveland podcast says it was not directed at the Browns, and it was her saying it up. So there's a lot of bleeping going on here. Ice, it's all yours. You know what? The Browns' flippant com- uh, comeback to a flippant comment should have been, hasn't he done that already to us? Hasn't he already messed us up? Yo! Everyone, everyone on this panel, everyone on this panel has dealt with players saying something in passing. And usually you respond with, can I quote you on that? 
or you let everyone know it's a flippant comment. I think the Cleveland Browns probably know that because guess what? To me, Baker Mayfield goes in almost as a sympathetic figure. Think about the guy that replaced him, number one. Last year, he played injured, and he was kind of jettisoned out of it. So if I'm him, just keep quiet. Go in there. Guess what? You'll get to prove it in the game whether or not you can mess them up. Kevin Blackstone. And that's why if he said that, Frank, I certainly understand why he said that. You mentioned the injuries. He only missed two games last year with that banged-up shoulder, played the the end of the year. He had that thing in a harness and then has to have surgery. And then to see what happens to the quarterback position in Cleveland, despite what he had given to that team, um, is really something that he's, he's, uh, he, he can't like. And, in fact, Case Keenum, I think, said at the end of the year or in the offseason, uh, he was praising uh, Baker Mayfield for how he played through injury. He said he had never seen anything like that in the NFL. He really won that locker room, which is why Miles Garrett is probably giving him a pass. Mm-hmm. Woody Page. Yeah. If the game had been in Cleveland, the fans would have greeted him as a result of this. The players really don't care. I've been around the league long enough to know that once the game kicks off, nobody pays attention to what's been said previously, and he's not going to the middle of the field in Cleveland. Even They're playing in Carolina, but he's not going to the middle of the field in planting a flag flag like he did in college. I mean, my goodness, we're not talking about kids here. We're talking about adults playing a game. They're not going to pay any attention. It's okay for him to say whatever he wants to say because the Browns have that same right too. I am not paying any attention. I think if anybody is motivated by this, it will be him. He wants to beat his old team. And Bill Plaschke. I think you all are underestimating a player's uh, attitude when challenged. This clearly, I don't, I don't care what he actually said, the perception is in the Browns locker room that he said he was going to F them up. He personally was going to F them up. They're going to take that personally. I'm telling you, they're human beings. They've been through a lot with Baker. To have him say that. going to try. I'm sure many, many of them were, clo- were close to him. I, I, I think this is a recipe for disaster for Baker. He should have kept his mouth shut. Even, even if passing. he didn't say it, and even if he didn't even say it at first, if it was because reporters saying it. the because line. this is how they heard it. This is how they heard I'm telling you, this is how they heard Professor it. Kevin Blackstone, the last word. Well, but, but if they heard it, I think that was more for the front office. I think that was more for ownership. I don't yeah, think I we meant that, that to the players on the team. Bill thinks the Browns are going to try harder now. Thanks, Bill. That it Football. is That's what they do. the Browns Only versus the Panthers in the Baker's Bowl. Frank, I thought you might suggest that NFL schedule makers had a conspiracy here and they cooked the books <laughs> no, on that one. Just no. a crazy coincidence. That's it. Yeah. All right, we're taking a break. Buy or sell on the other side. <laughs> it's a coincidence. He's at minus seven. Yeah. Russell Wilson <laughs> going back to Seattle. Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. I'm ashamed about uh, what has uh, come about in these emails, and I'll make no uh, excuses for it. It's just, it's, it's shameful. But um, I am a good person. I believe that. I, I'm, I, I go to church. I've been married for 31 years. I got three great boys. I still love football. I've made some mistakes, but I don't think anybody else in here hasn't. Uh, and I just ask for forgiveness, and hopefully I get another shot. John Gruden to the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Bill, how did you hear Gruden? I didn't hear much remorse. I heard a lot of a pep talk. It was, it was a weird setting. I would almost like to see him do this in a one-on-one setting with an interviewer. This was weird. He didn't really apologize for, for the emails. I think there's still some work to be done to get him back in somebody's good graces. Woody Page, how'd you hear John Gruden there? I think he's going to get a second chance. Our bowels keeps getting third, fourth, fifth. Uh, Urban Meyer, maybe he and Gruden should do a show together. But I wasn't impressed because of the setting, as Bill said. Why not sit down for a 60-minute uh, interview? He hasn't done that yet with somebody that actually would ask him tough questions. That didn't happen last night. But he'll he'll come back somewhere. Kevin Blackstone? Well, he's pleading for a job. But I will say this. If he wasn't John Gruden, if he was somebody else, we wouldn't have paid attention because at the end of the day, in the 14 complete seasons he's had in the NFL, six of those were winning seasons. So he's not the great coach that I think a lot of people think that he is. But this, of course, gets back to the emails. And to to go to Woody Page, he needs to answer tough questions. What questions do you need answers to, Kevin Blackstone? Well, I need answers to really what kind of person is he? What are we to believe? Are we to believe the emails? Are we to believe the cover-up of the emails? Are we to believe the lawsuit against the NFL? What are we to believe? I listened to Keyshawn Johnson today who played for him for four or five seasons, and he said he never heard any of those things from John Gruden, but he would not allow him back in the league. And Frank Isola. Yeah, and that's NFL owners and college presidents are going to decide really who gets a second chance because, you know, some guys in the NFL do, some guys don't. I disagree with Bill. I thought he sounded contrite. It's a humiliating thing, which is all he's doing, absolutely. But he did refer to it as shameful. This might be the first step into trying getting back, to try to get back, and maybe he will do an interview down the road. There's a difference between asking for forgiveness and demonstrating you're worthy of forgiveness, and that's something that sometimes needs to be said louder in instances like this. We're going to move on. Notre Dame, Ohio State Saturday. Buckeyes, a 17-and-a-half point favorite. First season for new coach, Notre Dame coach Marcus Freeman. He let it slip. They were going to focus on the Ohio State running game this week. If you don't stop the run, right, they'll run it all day long. And so the ability to stop the run is most important. This has drawn some attention, considering C.J. Stroud threw for 4,400 yards and 44 touchdowns last year. Woody, do you think Freeman's for real with the run there, or is this subterfuge? How about that spread, and what do you expect from this new Notre Dame team against Ohio State? Well, I expect a Notre Dame team that in its last 22 games against uh, top five uh, teams in the NCAA, they've lost 20 of those games. So I think that's going to happen again. So I think that betting line is probably very accurate. But in regard to, I'm laughing because when he said, oh, they're going to run the football, they're going to run the football. They have, uh, 
uh, Ohio State is the number one quarterback in the country, going to win the Heisman Trophy. He had the best quarterback rating last year. He had 44 touchdowns. You really think they're just going to run, run, run? No, this is not the Ohio State of Woody. Kevin Blackstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the offense is predicated by their passing game. 380 yards, three touchdowns per game last season, best in the nation. Um, but this was probably just coach speak, right? That's what you say. We're going to stop okay, the run. Okay, so, you, so you're going to give a pass right. there. For, I give him a pass. Okay, absolutely. Right. I can buy that. Give him right a pass. Sola, how about you? <laughs> I think we know why Brian Kelly left. He left for the money at LSU, and he left because he had to open up with Ohio State. Coach Freeman needs to talk to the athletic department here. Do not schedule. There's enough bad teams out there in week one that you could get. Why of all teams your oh first ever game? Oh, my goodness. Listen to you, Frank. This is the, 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 again, the third argument this show. You're, you're throwing some conspiracy theory out there or trying to manipulate. In this case, you're doing exactly what you accused the WTA of doing just two minutes ago. Phil Plaschke, how about you? Yeah, I think we're, you know, we're, we're all dissecting this coach speak. They wouldn't do it if they thought Marcus Freeman could coach. He's actually coached one game in Notre Dame. It was a bowl game last year, and they blew a three-touchdown lead and lost Oklahoma State, and it was one of the worst coach games I've ever seen. So I think he whoa, needs to prove whoa, himself. Whoa, whoa, It was. It's it was. Game. It was terrible last year. <laughs> it was terrible. So I think he needs – Marcus Freeman needs to prove the he can coach. Marker. And that's everybody's question in these, these uh, comments that really mean nothing. Like I said, they're just coach speak. But they're di- they're drilling down on it because people don't have don't trust him, don't have faith in him. Yeah, right. Ohio State does have the best quarterback. They have, they have the best receivers. They have the best running back. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to stop it all. I know that is a stutter from on. Flashkey. Wow. I mean, coming in hot. What? It's week zero still. We still haven't even graduated. Uh, you know, I'm gonna give you points, Flashkey, just for going out there. We'll move on. Donovan Mitchell is by herself free. He's taken the Utah Jazz out of his Twitter bio. Now, why is that? Why would he do that? Frank Gaisola, floor is yours. You want me to go like this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're with me. You're with me. Guess what? It matters if Danny Ainge removes it. And Danny Ainge holds all the cards here. And it comes down to Russell Westbrook and those picks that the Lakers have. And if there's going to be a three-way deal with the Knicks, maybe that happens. To me, it's still complicated, but it's all about those Laker picks. That will prove whether or not Donovan Mitchell ends up in New York. Bill Plaschke. He has to take it off because there has to be room for the Lakers' name to go on there because he's probably going to end up with the Lakers. They're desperate and need, need to trade Westbrook. Well, how is that possible? Longer. I want to hear how this – talk me through this because Frank thinks the Lakers are involved only as a piece to get him to New York. You think it's the no, Lakers. No, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge will take Westbrook if he can get those two first-round draft picks. LeBron James just signed a two-year ex- extension. They're, they're in it to win right now. They have no choice. They'll give up the draft picks. They will acquire Donovan Mitchell for Westbrook and the draft picks. What do you pay? Mark my word. Bill, I don't think Jenny Buss is going to be able to talk Danny Ainge into thinking he's the best player on the roster with the Lakers. I think (laughs) what the Utah Jazz will be interested in is a bunch of draft choices. Because we saw Danny Ainge when he was with the Celtics. He piled up. He stashed draft picks. He kept getting better and better players because he went in that direction. He's not going to go after Barrett. He's not going to go after Westbrook. He's going after As the Bill Plasky of the East Coast, this is to get the Washington Wizards on that Twitter feed right there. That's been the rumor. Donovan Mitchell coming here to D.C., teaming with Brad Beal. Monte Morris is already at the point guard. We're putting something special together here. Tommy Shepard, my man, doing All right, his do match. you guys have to? Okay. We? All right. All right. 
Bill, they just traded Gobert for about a million picks. You think just two picks is going to be enough for Donovan Mitchell? No, that's not happening. Uh, Fred Geisola sees the, the Knicks involved. Blackstone sees Washington. What do you want to make the Denver Nuggets part of this? Let's just get out of here, guys. Come on. I have a conspiracy. I'm going to. Yeah, I know you have a conspiracy. My Mark my word. Flashy Page, showdown, two minutes. Oh, yeah. Jeannie Buzz calling Russell Westbrook the Lakers' best player last year to Sam Amick of The Athletic. Then basically taking it back as soon as it was out of her mouth when Amick followed up, rephrasing to Lakers' most consistent player, Bill Plasky. How do you hear Jeannie Buzz? I hear the way she talked to me. I talked to her personally about this. She doesn't think he's the best player. She's just trying to support him while they have him or until they trade him. She's just trying to be a good owner. She doesn't mean he's a Bill, player. you talked to her. Me. I've talked to everybody else in the world. They said he was not the best player on that <laughs> team last year. That LeBron James was, even though he didn't uh, play the full season. 78 games doesn't mean that you actually We have all wanted something back the second it's out of our mouth before, and I think that was the instance here. We'll move on. It was the second the last day of August. Home run number 51 for Aaron Judge. And look at the ovation in a road game in Anaheim. Woody, over or under 60 for Judge? It's over. He has 32 games left that he averages 4.4 at bats a game. That would be 141. Uh-huh. He averages okay, a, a home run every 9.1 attempts. He'll have 14 Bill more. Plasky. What are you assuming he's going to play all those games? They're not going to play him. They're going to rest him. It's about the playoffs. It's about championships. <laughs> the Yankees aren't going to wear him out. They're riding him all this time. Their home run record is nothing they're going to go for. He's not going to get it. He's not, not Yankees going to may have some work to do in the back end of uh, September. Who knows? Plashke, you said something earlier in the show that beating Serena at the U.S. Open is like beating Duke at Cameron. Do you remember what happened last year? UNC beat Duke at Cameron at Coach K's last game. That just popped in my mind here. Now? Point FaceTime Woody Page. Oh, that's unbelievable. That's it just unbelievable. came to my mind. How about this amazing coincidence? In 2001, I was at uh, the U.S. Open, Frank, and Serena won in the second round. What makes that special? Well, Albert Pujols on that same date, August 29th, hit a home run. Well, guess what? On August 29th, two days ago, Albert Pujols hit a home run, and Serena Williams won her match at the U.S. Open. What a great, great accomplishment for me. Bill, I just took points away, probably unfairly. Let me say this. We do a whole yeah, show. Probably. The best in sports writing. Edited by R.J. Adande and Bill Plaschke. You're on the list, of course. Uh, but one more uh, name I need to mention. A lot of great names. Colleen Conahan, the ultra half uh, of our family here. Producer Josh Bard. Colleen, congratulations.